Alright, so welcome back. Episode number seven, No Cap Sports. You know what I'm saying? The Marquette King episode. Shout out to the legendary Raiders punter, man. And so, as always, we got to start to all off with that fun, man. Man, appreciate you, Nick. Unfortunately, we got to start this one off on a rather somber mode. And uh, talking about, you know, discussing it before we started recording, something I did not realize um, how long he had gone without recording a five segment. <coughs> but we actually haven't recorded one since uh, Adolphus Thornton died, you know, more commonly known as Young Dolph. I know a lot of people talk, know about him as a CEO of Paper Ride Empire, um, Memphis Rap mogul and, uh, you know, financial, financially aware superstar, young black man in our city. So, um, unfortunately, he was um, a victim of gun violence. Who, how long ago was that, child, at this point? It was right after Thanksgiving. Or right before Thanksgiving. Right before Thanksgiving. Yeah. So, over a month now, you know, it's crazy how, um, you know, how big of an impact they had around the city. But So, um, not in lieu of anything, but just give offering our condolences to him and his family. It's very saddening, you know, it seems to be... That's where we come from. People just seem to have more hatred than love in their heart to see somebody that was doing things in the community, <clears throat> doing stuff for others, and uh, being a blessing. Because it's very easy to um to to get rich, get your money, and never leave to leave your hometown and never come back to where you're from. But he didn't do that. He also he did not he, he didn't not only did he not do that, but he continuously gave out of the kindness of his heart to a, a variety of different people. So I gotta say rest in peace. But that being said, for our five segment, we will go through our five favorite Dolph songs and what memory are they associated with. But let me start. I go from five and I work my way up. Um, oh, so much, so many good songs here. Five, Rich Crack Baby, um, Rich Crack of the album, Rich Crack Baby, the single. It it is one of Dolph's more vulnerable tracks in terms of it's got his upbringing. It doesn't sound like it, but if you really um, are in tune with the lyrics. He, he's very, he's teaching, he's telling a very somber story. Number four, I'm gonna have to go with a collaboration that's one of my favorites. <laughs> Multiple reasons why one of my favorites, but um, whenever you get, you able to get the the legend uh, D-O-double-G in the building, get a collaborate, get a collaboration with him is definitely um, something special. So his, uh, his song with Dolph, I Think I Can Fly, off a of role model, then, then it came out in 2018. Um, yeah, just very sing-songy, very melodic. You know, a lot of people have linked up with Snoop Dogg, but not a lot of not a lot of people have made um, iconic bangers, in my opinion, like that one. So that'll be number four. Number three, who is getting to the get to the crunch time very quickly? We're talking about like all-time song. The first time I really heard Dolph on the radio and in the club, well, not in the club, like in the teen, in, in teen club, and like really being aware of him, uh, his song with Chain Two Chains, "Get This Money." That was high class street music. Three, not four, but three. But uh, yeah, that came out. High class street music three came out in what, 2013, 2014? So I was like in eighth grade. And I know y'all know how they get this money started. They start with the intro and then they rewind it back. You got two chains and the, the sirens and the horns. And yeah, it's just like an iconic song. So like making my list for this, uh, for this segment. There were a lot of these, but <clears throat> I remember like I basically because there were so many songs, I had to go based on the emotions that the different songs evokes. And when I heard that song, "Get This Money," I actually thought of like seventh grade, Dream Ball, 
8.0, whatever iteration of Dream Bar was when we was 13 or 14. Um, and yeah, it just instantly took me back to that time. So it's just something that, where, like I said, Dolph really didn't make any bad music, honestly. But there are just certain songs that evoke stronger emotions than others. <clears throat> so number two, going back to the High Class Street Music series, the intro, High Class Street Music 4, um, when he was on with Gucci Man and he, he was really starting to kind of solidify himself, the intro song to that mixtape was popping. I can recite that intro bar for bar, word for word. Like, I might know it better than Dolph at this point, honestly. Then number one, I will find it hard for y'all to argue with this because this is like the song that Dolph is known for. Uh, Preach, obviously, of uh, the DJ Holiday mixtape, 20, oh, I can't even remember, oh my God, 2015, I think. And uh, yeah, like, it doesn't matter where you at. Like, that song came out over half a decade ago and it's still as culturally relevant as it was when it first dropped. So yeah, yeah, that's my list. I, I don't think there's any obvious omissions, but like like Vance said, there's just so many different songs that Dolph has that are timeless. Uh, yeah, so let me hear y'all's list. Um, let's go, let Nick go. So I'll, let, I'll say Vance for last. Yeah, the best. Whatever, bro. So uh, my list, I just kept it simple, you know what I'm saying? I didn't want to go too deep into the like, you know, most popular songs, all of that. So I went with my real favorites, number five, Back Against the Wall of that 16 Zips mixtape. One of my favorite mixtapes ever, bro. And then number four, Gotta Go With Drippy. Drippy, just the beat on that song, just go crazy, Dolph flowing it, all of that. Number three, this the song that put me on Dolph when I was young. I was in like sixth, seventh grade. It's that A+. Plus. Hey, it was it was it number was number six on mine, bro. It was number six. Right. That's a good yeah, call. Yeah, but it's on the list on mine, so you already know how that go. So that A plus go crazy. Number two, this is sleeper, bro. Like a lot of people don't know, but the ones that do know what it is, it's that trick or treat. That mm -hmm. might be doll party song, bro. It, and I honestly, it just might. And number one, number one, the best song in my opinion, doll has ever dropped. Got the second greatest rapper alive ever on it, two chains. I'm blessed off the Welcome to Dolph World mixtape. If you don't know that song, you got a problem. No, I definitely, I, I like it. Flow's so hot, but the beat so ice cold. Ice cold. You said <laughs> Come on, the second best Dang. rapper ever? Yeah. All right, keep going, Vance, if I get mad. Let me get the time. But anyway, bro, I, I could give you guys a top 15. But instead, I know you said five. I'm going to give you seven since it's episode number seven for Trayvon Diggs, the best corner in the game. So, in no order, uh, I'm going to give I'm gonna give you seven. Uh, number one, point across. Number two, get paid. Number mm. three, effort. Number four, royalty. Number royalty. five, preach. Number six, of course, I got to go with 100 shots. And number seven, I guarantee you, if you play this around your girlfriend, she gonna think you love her, bro. Play forever, bro. Hey, on God, forever, on God. Black women love that. That might be black women's favorite uh, song, bro. I'm telling you. Hey, I ain't gonna lie for it. I debated putting it on my list. The only reason I didn't was because it had Ti on. The disrespect for tip continues. Uh, ignorance at its finest. The, my thing, but we we can we can break out to this nigga. Um, I was a lot of times we have these different lists. We do rankings and listening like that. There's a uh, there's a lot of overlap between the three of us, but you can tell by the amount of music that Dolph put out. I think it was, 
I don't think there was any overlap in none of our lists in the top five. So I think that def- that definitely speaks to the amount of versatility, the amount of music they put out, and the different type of anthems and feelings that he evoked, and the the quality of stuff that he put out there. You could almost like like you could go to your Apple Music pull up, type in Young Dolph, close your eyes, and you scroll, and you'll you're liable to click on a banger. So, man, you know, that sucks, dog. It sucks that he's no longer here to make any more music with us. So now we would be remiss if we didn't talk about COVID coming back and having a major impact on sports. Why you got your hand up? Waiting to speak, bro. That's why you raise your hand. Can, can I speak real quick, fool? Bruh, serious question. Is there another way to use the word remiss besides the way that you just used it? I don't remember how he used it, to be honest. We would be remiss. That's the only way I've ever heard the word remiss used. Like in that, I mean, in that. Shit, when Russell Westbrook shoot the ball, that's what he do. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. I'm good. That was good. Well, <laughs> man, you should go to Chuckles, bro. Do your little stand-up. That was good. All right. I'll be quiet. But, but back to it, man. Talking about COVID, it's had a major impact on the NBA and NFL already. You look at the NBA, they already have 205 players in protocols with 169 players entering protocols over the past two weeks. So this, of course, had a big impact on Christmas Day. You know, you think about Christmas. That's the big day for the NBA. Everybody sit down, watch the full slate of NBA games. However, this Christmas, big name players like Kevin Durant, Trey Young, Luka Doncic, all did not play on Christmas because of health and safety protocols. And to be honest, the games just weren't the same without those big name stars in those games. And then if you flip it over and you look to the NFL, the NFL is having very similar problems. They've had over 400 players test positive in the month of December alone. And if you compare that to last year, last year only 262 total players tested positive throughout the whole season. Now, if you think about it, just look at the NFL. Like I said, the NBA has had a profound impact on games. It's had the same impact in the NFL. The Monday night game this week, uh, the Saints versus the Dolphins, the Saints were without both their starting quarterbacks, Taysom Hill and Trevor Simeon. So they had to start rookie and book at quarterback. And to make matters worse, they were missing four of their defensive starters including Malcolm Jenkins and Demario Davis. So just looking at this whole COVID situation, what do you guys think so far? This bigger, this bigger than the sports. Uh, the CDC, you know, like you, uh, they cut it down from 10 days to five days. So it's about to just be like, if you, they about to, we about to just treat it like it's the flu. Honestly, that's what, what I'm really seeing in the future, just in terms of the, the world. Now, if you got, I mean, at this, it's too far to go back, especially in the NBA. It's like the best thing that they did was the bubble. It was no uh, COVID cases, but I don't, I don't see them going back to a bubble. I just see them if you if you catch COVID, you catch COVID. It's too bad, so sad. Especially just imagine playoffs coming up in the NFL. Imagine Pat Mahomes misses a game. Yeah. Chiefs not win out. Who the backup for the Chiefs? Don't nobody know. Anything is possible, Matt bro. Moore, man, what they do, Matt Moore. Bro, who cares? They're gonna lose. It, it's just like uh, if Tom Brady gets COVID, Kyle Trash gonna go in there and lead the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to the Super Bowl? No. It's just like anything can happen. It, that's really a wild card. And so now, once you get to the NBA playoffs, well, LeBron has to sit out for what a couple of days until he gets a negative test. Uh, that's but two I games it, five days. 
Facts. It it it, it gets it, NFL's getting lazy with it. Have you seen that now? If you're asymptomatic, you're not feeling uh, sick or anything. They're not going to test you at all. Yeah. I mean, that might. I, it's the best thing if for if you're a fan of sports, bro. It's the best thing. But if you're a fan of health, bro, it's, it's the worst thing possible that you can do, bro. Whole league's gonna have COVID eventually. I think the NFL, I think you got to look at it two ways from the NFL standpoint. Because like you said, you're getting to that critical juncture in the NFL. So all these uh, team leaders, all these players, because this was an agreement at the end of the day between the NFL and the NFLPA. You yeah. got the majority of the league vaccinated because it's only the vaccinated players that only have to, t- that it's only the vaccinated players that don't have to test daily or do regular testing. Only the vaccinated players have to test if they're sick. You know what I'm saying? So I think this is best for trying to make sure, you know, you can go through the playoffs with who you know will be able to play. You know what I'm saying? No surprise cases, no nothing like that. You can go in with your starting 11 feeling good because if everybody's healthy, all of that, everything's good. But I think the problem comes in with you got a Sunday night playoff game. Are you really going to report your symptoms if you're sick? Probably not. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the scary part. But I think I understand where the NFL is coming from and the NFLPA in the sense of let's get these players to play as many games as possible, especially the vaccinated ones and the booster ones who have, you know, increased immunity to COVID. But there are still those players out there who don't have that and who are, you know, still higher risk than other players and could potentially become very sick because of the virus. Sure, so sure. Um, vaccinated players uh, get the same perks? No, nah, I don't think so. No, no. Definitely not. None of the Cole Beasleys, bro, are, are surviving out here. Bro. Or, or Kyrie Irving. I mean, they, we don't slander. We don't slander black men on this show, Vance. You keep. No, I'm them. asking. I mean, those really the two biggest cases: Kyrie, Kyrie, and uh, Cole Beasley. Yeah, I mean, if you look at Cole Beasley case, though, he had over like a hundred, that ten thousand, a hundred thousand, and like COVID-related fines. So it's like he just didn't care. Yeah. He paying all that money to be a Republican. That's crazy. Here's my thing, though, that's uh, from my perspective. It just seems to be super frustrating. And like Van said, it's not just a thing at this point. With uh, with sports, it seems to be a, a global problem. It's a global pandemic. This continues to be a global problem. For me personally, uh, I speak on the public. I mean, yeah, publicly, like I'm vaccinated. I just got a booster shot last week. And still, like, I'm walking around. I went to the studio today. I wore a mask. I feel weird in public without a mask. I see people coughing, sneeze. I still look at like at them like they just got an AK in their pocket. I'm like, for me, and I know it's amplified to the umpteen degree because you're a professional athlete and you have to go through rigorous testing and you know um, making sure you're vaccinated and staying keeping in the right company and all that. It's like, damn, what did all what did I take all these shots for? Like, it's just very frustrating because like. A majority of the guys, all professional, majority, I would say a majority of professional athletes are both vaccinated and boosted at this point. And can, we continue to be on a track to where um, leagues might be paused. I'm saying the NHL just took a pause. Adam Silver had to address the NBA potentially taking a pause. Where, how much better are we off two years into this thing than when it originally started? That would be, that's my thing. Like we seem to have made little to no progress in terms of handling this issue in a, working effectively working around it and making sure that, you know, like Van said, it, it, it's looking like it's going to be essentially going to become a part of the flu now. But um, like I'm saying, like, I mean, sometimes guys miss games with like flu-like symptoms, but the flu is never this big of an issue, never caused this amount of um, money to be flushed down the toilet. I'll say that. I mean, chances are the way it's looking like for the rest of our lives, we're going to have to wear a mask. 
I hate that, bro. Are you so? Are you for? Well, I mean, I know you're for real. Unless they, unless they just flat out find something to cure it, but it keeps going to be a new variant, so the corona is evolving just like what we are, bro. You got to stay ahead of the curve, and then like it's a seasonal thing. Like I said, you know what I'm saying. You get to December, you get to the winter months. Of course, it's going to ramp back up. You know what I'm saying. Just like the flu, just like other diseases we're used to. But I think like you look at it from a professional athlete perspective, it's like. Like what Josh said, it's frustrating, you know what I'm saying? Because you look at Lonzo Ball, a guy who was always like, you know, all I do is hoop, go back home and play the game. And he comes down with COVID, and it's like, it's really hard to not test positive, especially with the new Omicron variant, which is just so, so, like, easily widespread, even though it isn't as, like, deadly or harmful. It's just so easily spread. Man, bro, why are Mario not here making diseases, bro? That's ridiculous. I thought he was. Did that little dance, bro? It ain't been oh, God. Thing. Let me. Mm-hmm. That was now. Wow. He touch disease. Nah, that's crazy, though. But now, like, that's what I'm saying, dog. Like, it's, I would be so frustrated as a professional. Like, even being a D1, like, being a D1 athlete, like, I haven't gotten, I had to get back. I got vaccinated before the season, but I still had to test every, like, first of the month for the guys that oh, weren't really? Yeah, I had to test every like when we had went to the conference championship game, I had to get tested the like the week before. Oh, like yeah, on that Monday I had to get tested. But the guys that yeah. weren't vaccinated were still getting tested three times a week, every every week. And it's just like, you know, even you take a uh you take a group like that, and now you basically you're applying the unvaccinated protocol to everybody because, like you said, with the Omarion virus. It, I know what I'm saying, people. It's easily, it's you can get it as easily whether you're vaccinated, boosted, double boosted. So it's like I would just look at with some of these athletes because I don't know anybody's personal feelings about the vaccine. You're allowed to have any feelings that you want to. That's another problem that I might talk about another day. How we're not allowed to have real opinions. But I would, the way I'm feeling, I know the way a lot of these athletes are feeling is like, man. I'm consistently getting poked and prodded. I'm probably a lot of them are still probably getting touched right up their nose and, and long sticks right up their nose semi-regularly. And it's like, A, how long am I gonna have to keep doing this? And B, I took all the shots, I did everything they said I would have to do to not have to go through this. Why am I still going through it? And why is still why is this as big an issue as it is? And I, I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated watching it. Like I said, when, like Nick said, I'm watching some of these Christmas Day games, like why does Kimball Walker have a triple dogo? He was not in the rotation like a couple weeks ago. Like, what is going on? Like, it just you got guys coming out of like the Rucker Parker Park to join the NBA and stupid stuff Isaiah like that. Thomas, Lance Stevenson coming bro. back. Greg Monroe played in the NBA. Money bag, yo. I'm like, bro, like, no. As as aspiring sports analysts, I think. I don't know, maybe for y'all. When I look at a, a NBA basketball game, I can usually identify all 10 guys, at least like I know their name, know where they came, went to school, that thing like that. Bro, I was watching the Thunder play. And they had you don't like, know nobody on that team regardless. <laughs> chill out. That's how no cap. They might have had a they might have had a dude from White Station on their team, and I wouldn't have knew it for no cap. Man. I was like, I watched a Warrior game. I said, when did Chris Jones start becoming the starting point guard for the Warriors? How this it's looking really Real G League is when when the base when the baseball had the lock and looking real like uh I don't know what they call it but it's looking real replacement player like so I'm not yeah. really I'm not messing with the quality of play right now no cap. Yeah. So I, it, you be honest, man. Like the bubble or no for the playoffs? I think no, I think no because I think the way I think the way the NBA tweaked their protocols I think that's the better route to go. 
because that way, if you're vaccinated, you still get like a shorter quarantine because like it all comes down to how you test. And basically, just a little quick sum up, like, you know what I'm saying? When they give you the PCR test, the one that, you know, take a couple of days to get back to you, you got to run it through cycles. And I just figured this out, like, basically, whatever cycle COVID, you know what I'm saying, the coronavirus shows up when they test you, the bigger the number, like the more number of cycles they run, the least, the lesser the amount of COVID you have. The smaller the number of cycles you have, the more amount of COVID you have. So basically what I'm saying is, once you get to those bigger numbers, you have a less amount of COVID and the less amount of COVID you have, the less, uh, the less infectious it is. And so I didn't, you know, I just doing some research, found that out. So basically if you got a small amount of COVID, you can still play because you're not infectious, just like any other disease, you know what I'm saying? Like when you get the flu, when you stop having the temperature, you're not infectious no more. Same thing. So it's like, I think the NBA is going about it the smart way, trying to keep players in and trying to get them out as soon as possible. So I think like the NBA is going about it in a way that can prevent the bubble from happening and can continue to play high level basketball, you know, through these winter months until you get back to those warmer months when those COVID cases decrease. Thank you, Dr. Hayes. And I was like, I was just scrolling through Twitter. Let me, I'm gonna just, because you know, Woe's tweets out all the people getting 10 days now. Let me read out some names. No, no, I'm for real. Please tell me, do y'all recognize these names? Brad Wanamaker. Yeah. I know. Former Celtics point guard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. Gabe York. Nah. I know. I know. He went to Arizona, actually. Yeah. He did. He did. Okay. Earl Clark. Earl Clark. Yeah, Yeah, he went to Louisville. I know. Yeah, bro, from Memphis. Yeah. I know y'all not gonna y'all not gonna know this one. This is crazy. Eric Holman. Eric with an A. Huh? Eric Holman. No cap, bro. Eric Holman. Yeah. So it's a no for me. His best attribute is driving it. He's on his way to San Antonio to meet the, he oh my god, it's crazy. He's driving, he's driving himself to an NBA basketball game, bro. That's ridiculous to me. Let's see, because I was looking at some names. I'm like, bro. No, no. So, so the Celtics played the Timberwolves uh, two days ago on Monday. Their starting five was Josh Kogi, Jaden McDaniels, Malik Beasley. So, we know those three. I was about yeah. to say that. The, the other starting guard was Jordan McLaughlin. Never heard of him. He was a USC. He's uh, he's bald. He's been bald like eight since he was 18, though. That's so unfortunate. And Nathan Knight. And their leading scorer came off the bench. His name was Jalen Now. Never heard I of think him. I went to I went to school with a, a dude named Nathan Knight. No cap. He might have probably is him. I probably, <laughs> he probably did go to the NBA, bro. I don't know. Let's keep playing. I like the guy. Greg Monroe had a double double. You lying? Eleven points, ten rebounds, six assists off the bench for, for the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Timberwolves. Oh, did wow. you know what he said? He said one of the guys asked him to know how his teammates. He said he had no idea who most of them was. An <laughs> NBA game, bro. Oh God! He's he, he straight number thirteen. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, but like that's what I'm saying, bro. Like we got guys coming from like high school JV teams to go to the NBA, bro. It's a problem. It's definitely a problem. And uh, like I said, it's a, like Nick said, it's affecting quality of play, bro. Nobody wanted to see the 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 Christmas Day games without Trey Young, bro. Like that's uh, sneak preview. That's my that's my starting point guard out of the East for the All Star team, like. It's starting to, it's starting to really, like I said, it's starting to really affect the quality of play. It's, I feel like it's starting to affect the, the pocket of the NBA game because why would you go to, why would you ever buy a ticket for an NBA game this season? Who's gonna be there? Gabe York? Who the hell wanna watch Gabe York play? So I definitely think it's hurting their, 
their bottom line. I think it's hurting the quality of the play. And I think it's, it it will probably it may hurt the overall product in the end because you're you're gonna have certain guys. Hey wait wait hey 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 hold on my phone ring. Hello. <laughs> yeah, this is he. Actually, is there a more? Is there a more for hold on? My bad for my bad, bro. My bad. Yeah, I'm in shape. You know, I'm good for a few up downs to put. My three point percentage. About 36, 37. What number I want You should have said 40. What number? You should have said 40. I, don't, I, don't I, I can get that 11. I'll say less. I'll be there in 24 hours. This man just signed going, a 12 I'm going to the league. Contract. Philadelphia 76. I'm happy Red. for you, bro. Damn, Mills have to be the new slot receiver. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> but no, you got guys like Nick Hayes going to the NBA, bro. It's. Definitely a problem. And I, I really, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know none of those folks. I can't disrespect them, but I really want to, I really want to try not to. But like, there, there's gonna be a percent of the guys in the NBA right now that has no business being there, and I don't think we want to watch that. And I think that it might mess up the playoff race. Like you have, like I said, you have guys coming on ten days. We all know guys. Uh, we know we all play video games that are like super sweaty, not really any skill, but uh, they, they, they work their hard way into. Whatever I think that's how Nick describes how Giannis plays. He's not that far off. But like, you have like a super sweaty guy on a ten-day contract, averaging twenty points a game, and now his team is in the playoff race. Like, it's, you're gonna have like stupid stuff like that. Like the Sacramento Kings might end up being a top four seed just because. Right. This is, right. You saw you saw the coach called uh, Philip Rivers and the Saints called Drew Brees. Yeah, I believe. It. I'm surprised they didn't call Arch Manning because like if something stupid happened, like that was probably next up. They probably had the brother that can't uh what's the brother the man that got the injury spine injury? Cooper. Yeah, they probably call him next. Like, I know your spy messed up, but can you run a slant? Like you know, I'm I'm I don't saying, bro. I've been doing a, like I don't know if I can oh I'm I'm not a current athlete. I've been doing a lot of sports gambling right now. And it's even messing up that because I'm saying you can't even really set the line or feel me do over unders or any part late to like 30 minutes for the game because like yeah. I tried like, okay. to get Nick to do that. I promise. Just past Sunday, I tried to get him to do that. To do what? Uh, place a bed for me. Cause I'm, I'm in Mississippi. He's in Tennessee. Man, I wouldn't either. Cause I'm saying, like, perfect example. Nick's supposed to go to the game tonight. Is a uh, LeBron and Westbrook? Is everybody playing? I mean, you. To my knowledge, yeah. An hour and a half out now. That's what I'm saying, bro. They canceled the they canceled the basketball games 45 minutes before it happened. First of all, like. like Damn you, Tennessee and Memphis. But anyway, but no, nah, that's what I'm saying. It's so much uncertainty out here and so much, like, you know, consistent change and things that are happening right now. There's no consistency whatsoever. And uh, you can't you can't operate like that long term. So you guys know how we always do it, wrap up every episode with our game ball. And I'm going to go first, man. I got to give my game ball to the Cincinnati Bengals wide receiver room, bro. We love good receiver play. And just listen to these stat lines, bro. Jamar Chase, 68 catches, 1,160 yards. T. Higgins, 71 catches, over 1,000 yards. Tyler Boyd, 63 receptions, almost 800 yards. That ball is getting spread around in Cincinnati. Them boys eating with that rock, bro. You love to see it because this is three receivers who may touch 1,000 yards in the same season. And that's really insane to think about, bro. So I got to give it to them boys in Cincinnati. Man, I like it, Nick. I'll uh, I'll take another route since nobody wants to talk about basketball except me. I'll use my game ball as a place to highlight the current college basketball season. 
Um, Jaden Ivey, aka Slim Reaper, aka Baby Zalmoran. Um, this is a guy that um a lot of people he was he was he participated in the FIBA U19 at the Olympics this past summer, which is always a pretty good indicator of where NBA scouts think of your talent level. Um, he had a really good he had a pretty good freshman year as kind of the sidekick to Travion Williams for Purdue, <clears throat> and this year he has taken off essentially, averaging yeah he jumped from 11 points to 16 points a game as a kind of the feature scorer for that uh, Purdue offense now that Travion Williams is uh, on the bench as like their super six man. But most importantly for NBA scouts, really just his development, he has gone from a 25% three-point shooter to 44%. That is a big jump. That is like, you are not good at this at all. And now you are one of the best at it in the country type of jump. So like that dude is a baller, man. I like that dude a lot, man. He's 6'3", 6'4", defends all over the pace. He even looks like Ja with the hair. Um, he got a really good stroke, and that dude is a blurry transition. Um, when I actually originally, when I first picked him, they had just got off their victory over Villanova. And uh, you don't, like, in college basketball, small, dominated, think of like a Trey Young type of guy, some of those, you know, like those Marsh Madness type guys that – can really shoot. His look like look like one of those guys that you tank for in terms of you know you can build your franchise around them. Six four, six four, shaky on Chet. But outside of those two guys and Jabari Smith, actually outside of those three guys, there's not a better basketball player in college. There's not a better player in college basketball right now than Jaden Ivey. And man, if I had to pick right now, just because of Purdue's depth, they might be my national championship favorite just because of how well he's been playing, how how well their team's been playing, and how well he's been playing as the leader of that team. Uh, you make me actually want to want to watch a Purdue game. Not gonna lie to you, I was gonna get my I was gonna get get my game ball to Kyrie Irving, you know, for for standing up for what he believes in. But I'm not gonna endorse not getting vaccinated, bro. Go go get vaccinated. With that being said, I'm gonna endorse another problem child, and his nickname is the problem child, and that's Jake the Snake Paul. You know, another knockout. Hey, bro. Hey, Nick, wrap this up, bro. Wrap this up, bro. Stop playing with him, Wrap this up, bro. Stop playing. Let me hit it like Javante Davis. Hey. Bye. (laughs) Bye. And with that being said, bro, this has been another episode of No Cap Sports. You know, subscribe to us. Check us out. YouTube, Apple Pod, whatever you listen to it on. Later. And with that, we out of here.